Sports world, what is good? Chris Dell here, co-host of the Family Feud Sports Podcast on Go Baller FFS, here to bring you our weekly NFL Quick Picks podcast, breaking down all the upcoming NFL games for the week against the spread. Sitting next to me, a man who needs no introduction, Mr. Allen Dell, the godfather, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer, and sitting here waiting patiently for Thursday Night Football. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this game tonight between the Titans and the Steelers, uh, a little bit more than we do for our other games. So we're going to keep this segment strictly to Thursday Night Football. We're going to talk a little bit of mid-season slash soon-to-be late-season report playoff outlook, things of that nature. We'll get into our rapid-fire quick picks in the next segment of this podcast. Without further ado, looking at the Tennessee Titans at the Steelers, a 6-3 and team against a 7-2 and team. Why is the 7-2 and team only one game ahead of them? Why are they favored by seven points at home? Is Pittsburgh really that much better than the Titans? And you tell me, Mr. Allendale, what are your thoughts well, there? Well, the, tit- the Titans are 6-2 and when Mariota plays, so maybe they'd be 7-2 if he didn't miss that one game. Uh, we finally get a good game on Thursday night. I think it's... It's about time. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be a defensive struggle. Uh, Pittsburgh is number one in the NFL in total defense and number two in, in least points allowed. So expect a defensive struggle. But, you know, they got a good offense, but there's a lot of good players to watch tonight. Derek Henry, DeMarco Murray, and then, of course, Le'Veon Bell, Juju, and Antonio Brown, and Big Ben, and, and Marcus Marios. This should be a real... Finally, Thursday night, we're going to get a good game, and even though it might be a defensive struggle. Some people call that a bad game. I don't think they know football people that say that. Well, just like you said, though, there's a lot of offensive firepower, star power in this game, right? DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry, Mariota, all the guys in Steelers you just mentioned, not to mention Martavis Bryant coming back, second game off the suspension, man. I hear you there, but on the flip side, this could be a one hell of a shootout tonight. Yeah. Don't discount that. Yeah. Well, Big Ben, I mean, his stats aren't great. 12 TDs, 10 interceptions. That's that's uncharacteristic for Big Ben, but he likes to throw the ball around. He likes to go no huddle, and he's, he definitely has weapons galore. So uh, we, we might see some fireworks tonight, but uh, but Tennessee usually doesn't do that. They try to protect Mar- <coughs> Excuse me, Mariota. I mean, one of their number one goals is to protect Mariota. So, uh, and that's why they built up their offensive line. I, I see a defensive struggle. And uh, I like I like Pittsburgh. Uh, they're at home. I like them uh, eking out a, a close game. I, I say Pittsburgh's uh, going to eke out a 20 to 17 victory. So they're not covering the spread for you, huh? Seven uh, points too much. Not for me. Maybe 2013, and it'll be close. But uh, uh, well, that, that that won't be covering the spread either. That'll be a push right there. I mean, this is a game where, like you said, you have two good teams. I mean. The Titans, that's a very good point you make, that they could have the same exact record as the Steelers right now with Mariota not missing that game. Who did they lose to the Dolphins in that game? So not a characteristic win for them in that situation. But you're looking at the Tennessee Titans, man. This is a team that with just one win tonight can come into a tie for first place in the AFC, obviously assuming the Patriots might lose and a few other things to work out that way. But uh, Tennessee, I'm not sure if I can buy into them yet. I mean, this is a team that, yeah, there's six wins and three losses, but who have they really beaten to prove they're going to be one of the elite teams? Uh, fans came into this season uh, really hyping the Titans up as one of the teams to watch. So if they win this game, I think they could start to prove some of those supporters right in that sense. I mean, this is a team, though, however, that's 2-2 two and two on the road. They're 5-3 and three in the conference, and their combined point-loss differential for the season is minus 8. So that to this day, through nine games, Tennessee has actually scored less than their opponents have scored oh, against them. So I, I know that's not a, a, a end-all, be-all type of stat, but it's something you want to look at, especially when the Steelers are plus 40 on the season. They're winners of four straight games. Hey, look at this. 
Steelers are 5-1 and one on the road this year, 2-1 and one at home. So a lot of home games coming up for the Steelers. So it's, it's a rest and sort of kind of get their strength up for the playoff push. Yeah, well, well like I said, they have the weapons. There, there's no I don't know if any team in the league has a more potent weapons than them, them, especially with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. and now The, the way Juju, youngest player in the NFL, the way he's brushed out this year. I mean, right, he, he's been, uh, he's proven that maybe he could be a star receiver on another team, let alone Antonio Brown's sidekick right there. So, yeah, so the Titans are going to try to run the ball and uh, with DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry, uh, and, and just try to keep Pittsburgh off the field, keep Ben off the field, try not to get Mariota hurt. And, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a close game. So you said 2017. I'm going to go a little bit higher scoring than that. I'm going to go 28-24 Steelers. And we'll be right back with the rest of our NFL quick picks for Week 11. Thanks for tuning in. All right, we're back here. Part two of our NFL quick picks for Week 11 on the Go Baller FFS station. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate your ear. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the Mad Journalist. That's M-A-D-D Journalist on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find my co-host, Mr. Alan Dell, at Adell Sports on Twitter. And jumping into the rest of the Sunday games here in the NFL, Detroit at Chicago. Big division game right here. Detroit favored by three on the road. Uh, this is a game where, to me, Detroit is a much better football team in terms of the offense that they can provide on the field. I know Trubisky has been improving, let's say that, but not enough for the Bears for the Bears to beat a pretty good Lions team in this one. I'm going to go Detroit 27, Chicago 18. So Detroit wins and covers the spread. What say you, Mr. Yeah, Alabama? Well, I, I basically say similar things. Detroit's got the number, number six offense in the league, averaging 27.1. Points per game in Chicago is near the bottom at 16.7. Yeah. Have a great quarterback, Matthew Stafford, against an up, uh, untested uh, rookies, and I think Detroit's going to roll 27 to 10. Yeah, I, th- I think that in this case, you got to look at the Lions. They might have one of the best wide receiver duos in the league: Golden Tate, Marvin Jones. Man, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Miami Dolphins. This is a pickup. Miami opened the spread this week. Favored by three points at home. Now a complete toss-up game, which is surprising to me. Dolphins have obviously have a more of a winning track record this season. But I think Tampa Bay surprises people in a game with low expectations. Neither team, to me, is very good. I think Dolphins have been overperforming this season. I got Tampa Bay in an upset, 21-20. to Give me Ryan Fitzpatrick on the road. Big-time victory. What say you, former Bucks beat writer? Yeah, well, Miami's last in scoring in the league, averaging 15.2 points per game, but the Bucks aren't much better at 19.2. Fitzpatrick, who knows? He's uh, heading out the pasture pretty soon. Miami's lost three straight games, and they were all lopsided losses. I don't know what's wrong with that team, but there's a lot wrong with the Bucks, and they're beat up too. I'm taking Miami. They're at home 21-17. Smoking Jay Cutler, baby. How about the Los Angeles Rams at the Minnesota Vikings? potentially two of the top teams in the NFL, man. Uh, Los Angeles, I thought they'd be favored in this one, but Minnesota opened the week favored by two. They're still favored by two in this one. I got to go with the home team, the better defensive team. I know Jared Goff might be a better quarterback right now than Case Keenum. I got the Vikings in a surprisingly low-scoring game in this one, covering the spread, winning 24-20. to What say you? Yeah, well, I, I don't agree. Uh, the Rams are number one in the league in scoring, averaging almost 33 points per game. Come on, they're, they're pushing it up every weekend, and nobody can stop it. I don't care if Minnesota. I know they're ranked fifth in the league, averaging 18.3 points allowed. Goff is, is on a roll, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions, completing 65% of his passes. 
Uh, Minnesota will score, but I like L.A. winning 31-28. Either, either way, a team's going to have their winning streak snapped. Vikings have won five straight. Rams have won four straight. So, wow, you know, two very good teams, two seven and two teams there. Might be the best game of the week. How about maybe the worst game of the week? Arizona Cardinals at the Houston Texans. Two teams that have lost their quarterbacks and seemingly lost their way this season. Uh, Arizona opened up this game as a one and a half point favorite. The line has now moved a few points. Houston is now favored by one point at home in this ball game. And frankly, I think Houston at home is just that home field advantage can be enough for them to win this game. I don't think Arizona brings much in terms of Drew Stanton and that offense, what Adrian Peterson can do. Houston is still decent on defense. I think they can fling one up to Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins. Very low-scoring game in this one. I got Houston 16, Arizona 13. What say you? Yeah, well, this is one of those games that's guaranteed to upset your stomach if you're a football fan. I mean, look at the quarterbacks. <laughs> Tom Savage versus Blaine Gabbert. Oh, that's... What are we talking about? Yeah, he's in there for injury. Savage is completing under 50% of his passes. That's terrible. Arizona has no offense. You know, they lost Carson Palmer. Uh, It's just not going to work for them. Houston's lost three straight, but I think they're going to pull one out on defense. I like them 17-14. Oh, a very close score for us right there. How about Jacksonville at Cleveland? The Jaguars favored by 7.5 points on the road. That is a lot of points for a road team. This is my upset special of the week. The Browns will win their first game of the season. Book it. Mark my words. Deshaun Kaiser plays out of his ass. Blake Bortles plays like Blake freaking Bortles. The Browns' rush defense will shut down Fournette because they are surprisingly good against the run. And before you start calling me crazy and telling me I'm taking crazy pills, I'm going to let you get your retort in and your pick for this game. I got the Browns 24 to 21. We'll be right back with your pick, Mr. Allendale. So you think I'm crazy? You think the Browns are going to get their first win of the season yeah, or what, man? absolutely. You look at Jacksonville. Come on, they got the number one defense in the league and least points allowed, 14.9, uh, number two in total defense. I don't think Cleveland will see the end zone, so I don't care how good their defense is. Uh, Jacksonville will find a way to win. They just have too much, and, or I just said the Browns have too little. I like Jacksonville 13 to 3. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That was unscripted laugh right there. That's an extremely low-scoring game. Wow. So we'll see how the tables turn in that one. Well, going back, I must have glossed over a few games in the 1 o'clock slate there. It looks like I put my uh, super, super reading glasses on. Kansas City at the New York Giants. Talk about one hell of a spread. Kansas City is favored by 10.5 points on the road in this one. Started off the week favored by 13. I mean, I think the Chiefs are good. I don't think they're that good. I I think the Giants keep it close at home. I think Kansas City ekes out a close game in this one. I'm going to go Chiefs 19, Giants 14, a low-scoring game. Kansas City wins, does not cover the spread. What say you? I say Ben McAdoo is on life support. The Red Cross has got their ambulance right across from his house. I think Kansas City is going to roll. The Giants don't care, and even if they did, I don't know if it would matter. They have one of the worst offenses in the league. Not playing for pride? Uh, Kansas City rolls 34-7. Woo, man, talk about blowout city right there. How about Baltimore at Green Bay, another 1 o'clock game, and a a really interesting game. I circled this as one of the toughest to pick this week. Baltimore is favored by two on the road. I think Green Bay, obviously without Aaron Rodgers, they're still a good football team, and I think they got enough, especially with the Lambeau Field home advantage, maybe the biggest home field advantage in the NFL outside of a few places. I like Green Bay in this game. Give me Brett Hundley scoring a few touchdowns. Green Bay 27, Baltimore 23. 
And Hundley's going to struggle. Baltimore's got one of the best secondaries in the league, and they're ranked two in holding opposing passer ratings. So I, 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 Hundley is not ready for that. He's just Flacco's. I mean, horrible too. But at least he has some experience. He played that, you know, that one Super Bowl year he had. But they'll have enough to get by. I like Baltimore 21-20. Okay, let's say this might be the most uh, disagreements on picks we've had all year. I like it. I like it, man. Washington Redskins at the New Orleans Saints. Last 1 o'clock, one o'clock game on the slate could be the best game of the weekend. Obviously, Rams and Vikings might compete for that, too. But the Redskins, man, they are dogs by 7.5 points. So the Saints are favored by 7.5 points in this game. Mr. Drew Brees on your fantasy team almost every year. I'm, I'm going to let you take this one, man. What's your yeah, breakdown well, of this you game? Know, they, they're at their best when they're, when they're at home. I mean, last week they ran the ball up at Buffalo. They showed uh, some new weapons. This week I think uh, Drew Brees is going to go to the air and, and just throttle Washington. Washington can't seem to win the big games. I, I like uh, – New Orleans, 30-21. to 21. All right, so it looks like they're covering the spread for you. I, I think that the Washington is the, obviously the, the best team under 500. they They're sitting there at 4-5. and five. They have won a few big games this year, but I think they keep it close. I think these are actually two close teams, closer than you think they, think they are in terms of talent. Uh, I got the Saints winning at home. Drew Brees obviously plays very well at home, but in a close game, I got the Saints 28, Washington 26. Saints eke one out by a field goal or less. And that... Going into our uh, 4 o'clock games here, we got the Tyrod Taylor list, Buffalo Bills. See what I did there? At the Los Angeles Chargers, Chargers favored by 4.5 points in this one. Without the news that Nathan Peterman is going to be starting at the, at the QB position for Buffalo, I would have picked Buffalo to win this game or at least cover the spread. Chargers winning a blowout, 30-10, to 10, completely annihilate Nathan Peterman and that new defunct Bills offense. What say you? Yeah, this is the time of year that Phillip Rivers gets hot. He gets some hopes going in. San Diego, or used to be San Diego, and then he just peters out. So I think he'll get him going. I don't, I don't see Buffalo scoring a lot of points. I don't know what that Nathan Peterman thing is all about. I think he's going to peters out. Unless they just feel they can't win with Tyrod Taylor, so maybe let's lose a bunch of games. Maybe we'll get a good pick in the draft. I'm not sure, but I like the Chargers winning 24 to 10. Well, that's another rant for another day because you know the Bills are much better off with Tyrod Taylor starting five and two, not five and four. Looks like they're going to be tanking the rest of this season. How about the last four o'clock game or two two more four o'clock games on the slot? See if we can fit them in here. Bengals at Broncos. Broncos are a better team. Don't care how much they've been struggling. Bengals on the road, inept. Broncos win this game 24 to 14. And completely shut down Andy Dalton at a Bengals offense. What say you in that I one? I don't agree with that. Denver, Denver has lost five straight, and they're going to get six straight. Uh, Brock Osweiler is just playing terrible, or he's playing good for him. I like Cincinnati. 22 to 20. 22 to 20. Just when you think the Bengals are going to get you and they're going to win, they bone you. And that's why the CincinnatiBoners.com exists. We'll be right back with our final three games. All right, back here with a bonus edition of our NFL Quick Picks podcast for week 11, breaking down all things against the spread. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, sitting with Mr. A. Dell Sports, a.k.a. the godfather, Alan Dell. And quickly finishing up just that last 4 o'clock game there, the Patriots at the Raiders. Patriots favored by 7 on the road. This is a game that you could have circled at the beginning of the year between two potential Super Bowl contenders. Well, the Patriots still are, but the Raiders aren't. I got the Patriots winning this game by 6 points, not enough to cover the spread. New England 25, Raiders 20. Don't ask me how I got that one. What say you in this, yeah, Mr. Well, I like the Patriots. They've won 5 straight, and in those 5 games, they've allowed an average of 17 points per game. So they have found their defense, uh, Oakland's 2-5 in their last seven games. 
Uh, and New England's undefeated on the road, 4-0, too. So, Good uh, you, point right you, there. You got to like what they're doing. They got uh, Mr. Cheat, Martellus Bennett from the Fame Bennett family, <laughs> the biggest liars in the NFL. They just make things up as they go along, and then there's old, old Bill Belichick. So that's another story, though. I, New England's going to roll 27-17. Right, but Tom Brady didn't lie, though. He didn't know anything about those he deflated didn't. footballs. Eh? We, don't know, we don't know anything about that right there. So he got four cheaters, or three cheaters on that team. The, the, the New England Cheat City Patriots yeah, right there, man. And the Bennett family, both of those guys are not happy unless they're miserable. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to jump into our Sunday night and Monday night games here for a bonus edition of our NFL Quick Picks podcast for Week 11. Very good games on the docket. I think this might be the best combo of Sunday night and Monday night we've had, maybe since opening weekend. Sunday night, Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Huge division game right there. This is the first time these teams have played this year. Philly's going to be playing Dallas twice in their last six games of the season. So big implications for what we could see in the playoffs and everything. Is Philly legit, right? Are they going to be able to win this game on the road? Philly's favored by four and a half points on the road. They start off the week favored by three, so a lot of money being bet on that side. I mean, we talked about in our power rankings earlier this week and Philadelphia Eagles 8-1. and one, I think they're the best team in football right now. You don't. I know you, I know you think the Patriots and Steelers are, are a bit ahead of them, but this is the game to prove that they are. The Dallas Cowboys are 5-4, and four, but I think they're better than that record indicates. However, without Zeke Elliott again, I think that puts them at a disadvantage in this game for that losing that X factor, so to speak. I got Philly on the road winning this game by a field goal, a classic tight divisional contest. So Philly's not covering the spread. I got them winning this one 28 to 25. Well, I, I, Dallas is a team that's got its back up against the wall. They, they really need this game. This is as close to a must-win game as you can. And somehow, some way. I think they're going to do it. I, Dak Prescott, I mean, he, he had no protection from his offensive line last week. If you saw that game against Atlanta, when Adrian Claiborne had six sacks. But I think there's going to be a, a difference this week. I like Dallas pulling this one out, 31-28. All right, Mr. Allen Dell's upset special. You heard it here first, the Dallas Cowboys over the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, so let's transition into Monday night here. Atlanta Falcons at the Seattle Seahawks. Two teams I think we're both kind of trying to still figure out a little bit. Atlanta with that big home win against the Dallas Cowboys last week. Seattle, you know, they're, they're looking as the veteran team that they are, veteran coach, veteran quarterback, veteran guys on defense. Seattle's favored by three points at home in this one, so they're basically saying these two teams are even, and the three points you get are for having that home field advantage. I think Seattle's a better team, even on a neutral field. I think Seattle wins this game, a close one, but they still are able to cover the spread, maybe win by a touchdown. I got Seattle 26, Atlanta 20. Atlanta's just still struggling to, to find that uh, hot offense that they had last well, year. Well, they don't have their offense co coordinator, and Steve Sarkeesian uh, should go back to college or should go back someplace. I got this feeling. I know Seattle's tough at home. They rarely, if ever, lose. But they miss, they're missing Richard Sherman. I got this gut feeling, and this gut feeling is telling me, Bet on Matt Ryan, bet on Julio Jones, and I, I, I see the Falcons pulling out a 24-23 victory. On the road, a place where nobody, no road teams ever win or rarely win, but I'd like Atlanta 24-23. All right, so like it's a close game right there. Seattle's three and one at home this year. The Falcons are three and two on the road. Say so something's got to give there. The Falcons have been good on the road this season, and uh, just looking, I think that we got some really good games against really good teams this week, and I'm excited for it. Sunday night, Monday night, Rams and Vikings, Redskins and Saints. I'm excited about this weekend more than ever this year. Uh, we're gonna be back tomorrow with another uh, podcast, wrapping up things in the NFL. Our quick rants podcast that got delayed a few times. 
I know you got some stuff to rant about, so do I. Hey, but let's not forget the biggest battle going on is Jerry Jones against the rest of the league. That, that's more exciting than most of the games, so let's keep that in mind. Touche to that. We appreciate you listening today, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace out.